0: Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire. And this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Coach's Show. After some heartbreak in the hammer last Thursday night, the Eskimos beat on a walk-off field goal by Liram Hyralahu, 25-24 the final score. The Eskimos dropped to 6-4 and four on the season, still in second place in the what is now very competitive CFL West as they get set for back-to-back games coming up with first-place Calgary, of course, beginning on Labor Day. More on that uh, later in this half hour. First, I look back to Thursday, and uh, welcome into the coach. Uh, hey, Jason, how are you? Doing all right, Thank Thank you. Uh, It's been four days. How hard is it to let go of a game uh, that uh, when you watch it over and over and at the time, feel you probably should have won?
1: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, our jobs are to move on. I mean, you got to learn, um, get better um, and not dwell on it. I mean, at the end of the day, I, we watched the film right after the game on the way home, uh, went in the next day, watched it again, watched it with our players one more time and then put it to bed. And, I've been doing nothing since then but thinking about Calgary. So, you know, it is what it is as far as this. I mean, we played, at the end of the day, we had a lead for quite a bit of the game up down to the last couple seconds mm-hmm. and had Lyra missed the field goal, we win the game. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it came down to. Uh, but there was plenty of it to look at and say we need to play better, a whole lot better early in the game for that not to come down to that. So, you know, there's lots of lessons to be learned from it. Uh, obviously we corrected everything that we needed to correct to, to feel like we. one of the reasons they were still in, in the game with a chance mm-hmm. to win it at the end, um, and you know that's what you have to do. You have to have faith that you've learned a lesson and can move on.
0: Quite the roller coaster ride, wasn't it? I mean, even early on, the first couple of series. I mean, you, you got the interception. Uh, you get, you know, you think you get some momentum going, then that early penalty kind of pushes yeah, you back. I mean, you and kick it out. The whole game kind of had a real motion to it, roller coaster. Yeah, was. at the end of the day, I mean,
1: when you look at it, that's why I always say people when we talk about a lot of things in football, six plays, you know, the finishes, the starts, all those things, but yeah. when it comes down to it you know at the end of the day that first series of the game we get the ball and we're on the 28 yard line second and three and we get a 15 yard penalty puts us back to second and 18 and we're into the wind into the teeth of the wind we get a huge interception by our defense and don't put any points on the board and when you lose the game by one point i talked to our players after after the game in our meeting i said what's the difference between the first play and the first play of the game and the last play of the game they all matter yeah. So it, it, the focus and flush needs to be there every single play. So your focus and the ability to play at high-pressure plays, it, it doesn't matter if it's the first play or the last play. They all matter, and you never know which one's quite going to determine an outcome of a game. Uh, it's always cliche to say that, but at the end of the game, some of those plays happen early in games. Some of them happen in the first drive of a game. And so when you're talking about winning on the road on a short week against a team that had a bye – you have to do everything in your power to do things right and to be focused the entire game, and that's from start to finish. And I can assure you, when we look back on it, we ran 39 plays on offense, or 41, whichever it was. Our first seven plays, we had three penalties, and you can't do that. You can't go into someone else's building and start that slow when it's all self-inflicted. And so those just cost you points. And when you're talking about a one-point game at the end of a game, they all add up. And so that's why you can sit here and stew about it and get mad about it. And obviously there's tons of emotions that come out of playing football and coaching football. But flat out, I mean, we didn't do well enough throughout the course of that game to win it. And like I said, so you learn the lesson. You learn to say, hey, focus from from play one to play 40 or play 75 that our defense was on the field. Every play matters, man. So you can't take one off.
0: The, the penalty situation has been obviously a hot topic the last uh, the last couple of weeks and for that part uh, a lot of the season. Uh, you're better numbers-wise, but it seemed uh, you got it down to eight penalties accepted in the game and, and I think it was only 65 or 70 yards, 65 yards I think it was. But, man, it just seemed to come at the wrong time more. So you, you got the number down, but the timing was bad. Yeah, I, there aren't very many penalties that are good penalties. I don't
1: care when yeah. you take them. And it just shows, like I said, stuff that we've been working on. And I told you guys, it wasn't going to be fixed overnight. It's going to be a process to fix it. And it, it was broken. And so we, we've been working at fixing. And it's sh- sh- slowly but surely going to get fixed. And um, it's our jobs to fix it. So when you look at that game, yeah, I mean, that 15-yard p- penalty, at the beginning of the game, that's self-inflicted. We could have controlled our emotions and not let it get the best of us. The first, second media of the game, we have a legal procedure because we don't have an end. That's bad football. We, Our guys knew how to line up. They just didn't line up properly on that play. And it cost us being able to get a first down early in the game, which you never know quite what's going to happen there. Um, you know, so I, I look at that game and I say there's, there's, there, there needs to be better focus, particularly on a short week when we know we're tired, but that is not an excuse. You need to focus a little bit harder and, and, and understand the importance of playing each play and then forgetting it and moving on.
0: Uh, do you feel you've made progress the last couple of weeks in your penalty situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're, I mean, I think this game proved that we did. It's just, again, it's not perfect, and it's not where we want it to be yet. And, um, again, I'd prefer, I don't, don't ever get me wrong. The referees are going to call what they call. They see the game, um, and they call what they see. It, it just still goes back to, we still had three procedure penalties and one penalty where we don't line up with an end. So those are four penalties right there out of the eight that shouldn't have been called because those are all self-inflicted. All our guys need to watch the ball and be more disciplined on the D-line. And then our receivers need to know that one guy has to be on the ball and one guy doesn't. And you know, at the end of the day, we didn't get that through. So um, we'll coach them better
0: and our guys will play play better. Second quarter was fantastic offensively. Uh, you guys did pretty much everything right in that quarter. Uh, problem was going forward, you weren't able to continue the momentum. Talk about how tough it is to, after a, a, I think you had like 18 yards in the first quarter in offense, to get it going in the second quarter and then to see it slip away like it did in the third quarter. How frustrating is that?
1: It's frustrating. I mean, at the end of the day, when you don't stay on the field and uh, you can't put plays together, I mean, it's hard to call a game because, you know, there's good calls that we felt like we could have gotten to, but, you know, in the back of your mind, you're as a play caller, you're like, man, we haven't been on the field very much, and if I take a shot here, if I try to – do this play is it going to get us enough yards to get a first down is it you know you'd like to stay on the field we'd like to run the ball i'd like to do it, it screws with your play calling it screws with a lot of things when you're not staying on the field to begin with so um you know, it's, it's difficult when you're not in a rhythm offensively um, to get things going. And, you know, we, we are very capable of any moment in a game of making a big play and things like that. We proved it in the second quarter. We proved it all year in big plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, they come in bunches for us. Um, but in that game, you know, it was sustaining it, and we weren't able to do that. And, you know, we weren't put in too many bad situations. We had, you know, six-second and mediums or seven-second and mediums that we didn't, uh, you know, convert. We converted one of them, and that's bad football. And, uh, you know, second and long, we were better. We were better than actually second and medium, and that's not a good sign. So, you know, but there's things that we can correct, and we've looked at, and feel like we'll be better for it because of this game.
0: Second down on both sides of the ball. You had some issues in that game, didn't
1: you? Yeah, and, I mean, our defense typically is one of the best in the league at getting Mm -hmm. teams off, particularly in second and long situations, and they did a, a much better job. Against us uh, than was anticipated. So, you know, again, looking at you know, are there things that we can shore up on our defense? As great as they played, to be quite honest with you, I mean, for the great majority of that game, they were stuck on, you know, 10 points um, or 13, whatever it was, um, and it wasn't until the last you know few minutes that they they get, may, had enough points to beat us. So, you know, but there are enough lessons to be learned on both sides of the ball, three phases really. Um, you know, that it shouldn't have been that way at the end of the game. and But it was. I mean, I give my hats off to them. I mean, they did, when it mattered the most, they
0: made plays. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't. Uh, fourth, you mentioned the wind. Uh, that was obviously a factor in not going for the field goal. Though I think he had the ball in the 38 or something like that. He, and Hugh had a great punt. Like, he pinned him inside the field. Yeah, five, I mean, right? there was, at the end of the game, when one of the second and
1: mediums, mike scrambles i mean he could have thrown it up to d walk but in the back of his mind he's like man if i just get a field goal here we're good so he scrambles instead of throwing it up to d walk um you know get six yards in the scramble we're on the 38 yard line in every other stadium that's a that's a field goal attempt on that day and that day it wasn't in hamilton so you know what that one field goal probably decides the outcome of the game to be quite honest with you so you know we weren't able to get that we're in second in or on the 45 yard line with the wind um and had a second and 10 and we take a sack and we get put back into out of field goal range and we pinned them deep again but they did very good job every time we pinned them deep and hugh pinned them deep four times they got out of just about every one of them Uh, particularly at the end of the game they got out of them um and like i said we just we didn't take advantage of field position at times um wind had something to do with that but at the end of the day hamilton had something to do with it as well hugh's having a pretty good season isn't he He's having a great season. I mean, statistically, he's right up there with every punter in our league. Uh, his ability in score zone situations to pin people, he's done a tremendous job for us. He um, puts it all over the place, and he's been—I mean—an ace back there. I mean, he's he's done a tremendous job. He had a 74-yard punt in this game, changed field position for us. Um, you know, he's been, he's been lights out. Other than him, one of the big positives you saw coming out of that game that you build on going forward. Um, well geez, I mean we got three turnovers on defense. I'll start with that. I mean if we can continue to take the ball away. I thought our defense did a great job of of, of doing that. Um, you know, our penchant to, to hit a big play and score for twenty four points in a quarter is not very easy to do. So, you know, I, I liked our, our moxie on our on our offense to be able to to do that. Um, you know, you know, uh, Whitey kicking a 52-yard field goal was extremely great. I mean, uh, again in a tricky win situation. I mean, kicked it with the win, but still in that stadium it's it's difficult to do. So, you know, those two guys on special teams did their jobs for sure. Um overall, you know, I don't know that I want to, you know, have anyone stand out. I thought overall all three phases at times played very well and at times we didn't do enough. So, you know, and that's uh, that's unfortunate.
0: All right, well, you're listening to the Co- Coaches Show with uh, Eskimos Head Coach Jason Moss for uh, Michener Allen Auctioneering. My name is Morley Scott. It is a 7.45 on a Monday evening. We'll take a break. Be back with more after this on 630 Chad.
1: The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley.
0: Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price. On Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad. Uh, back with the coach for the next uh, 10 minutes or so here on the voice of the Eskimos 6.30. Ched, uh, 11.30 for the Countdown to Kickoff show on uh, Monday, Labor Day from Calgary. Uh, 1 o'clock will be the kickoff. The Eskimos and Stampeders last couple of years have been moved to the early game. Argos and Cats will be the late game on Monday. Then, of course, back here for the following Saturday, September the 8th, uh, 5 o'clock start for the Saturday game, 3.30 for the pregame show here on 6.30. Ched, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss with us. Uh, five days off since uh, that game uh, before you go back on the field on Wednesday. How have you uh, treated that judging by some of your players' social media? You had a little fun today and a little team bonding uh, looking at, uh, I think it was some pizza making and some axe throwing. Uh, uh, how important are days like that and what do you want to get accomplished besides from getting rest in these five days between being on the field? Well, it's been a long season already. I mean, we're ten games in,
1: so, you know, the guys need a mental break from football and that's why we schedule things the way we schedule. You know, we, we felt like we needed to, to bond a little bit as a team. Uh, going into this week um, you know we got some new uh, some faces that haven't seen Labor Day yet so kind of want to get a little closer as a team uh, tighter bond and so yeah we went out to needs pizza and had, had some um, brunch out there and then did some axe throwing uh, at the stadium so it was it was great um, you know guys got to, to break bread together and and do something other than football together so mm-hmm. I think that's important always um, You know, and then again, like I said, mentally to just break away from football for just a minute, you know, before we start back and we got a tough grind here to end the season. So um, I think our guys are looking forward to Labor Day and, um, you know, we just want to, to get it started on a different foot this week. How'd the axe throwing go? Any standouts? I was only out there for one throw, hit the target, walked in the building, so I had to work. Mic drop. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm sure they had fun. I watched other guys doing it, and uh, I, I saw Konar go go, Konar go ahead of me. He, he hit it. I saw Matt O'Donnell. He hit the target. So those are the two guys I noticed hit the target, and I know Barron hit a bullseye uh, first throw. So, you know, I'm sure
0: there'll be good stories tomorrow from it. I'm sure there will be. Sounds like a good time. Uh, The Labor Day game, uh, you talked about uh, you got guys who haven't experienced it before. What do you tell a player about the Labor Day game? Because... Uh, The football mantra is always it's the most important game because it's the next game, which is true, but it's also not true here. This is an important game for different reasons uh, because of its tradition, because of the rivalry, and because of uh, the longstanding game on Labor Day. What do you tell, especially the new players, going into a game like this? I mean, this is as close to
1: a playoff atmosphere as you get during the regular season. There's no question about it. I think it's just as close to, you know, I've, I've said it before, you know, major college football in the States for those guys or big NFL guys that have been down in the States and played in big games down there this is as close as you get to it to emulate it um so it's fun it's a fun game to play in um you know there's there's cities on both sides that are proud and you know obviously the whole province is looking at it um so you're playing for something more than just your your team that particular day you're playing for your city no question about it so um that in and of itself makes it a higher stakes game um and then just the the atmosphere there the game is always great um, it's hostile and all the things you want in a game, and then the intensity is just ramped up. I think uh, it's a it, like I said, it's it's a fun game to partake in. Um, lots on the line, and every year, you know, it seems to be that way. This year, it's a big game. We're one and two in in the division. Uh, we want to stake our claim, and they want to hold theirs. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's a big game for both of us. Um, we 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 want to go out there and put our best foot forward for the week um, to start it off right, and um, you know that's what our, we plan to do.
0: What are your Labor Day memories as a player? Do you have anything games that really stand out? I mean, I don't think you ever forget your first game,
1: and you know my uh, first opportunity starting was on Labor Day, or second game I ever started was on Labor Day, I should say, and it was a come from behind victory, so it was it was awesome. I mean to to partake in that um you know so that's my and when i think back that's my favorite memory maybe of of playing football uh other than the gray cups and playoff wins i mean that was probably the coolest uh day as a as a football player um that i'd had um you know never no we'll never forget it so uh you know that 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 it, it's a memorable game, and when you do something like that on on it, it it's even better.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eskimos have had a tough time in this game for the last. I think they've won one win in the last ten years or so. Uh, it, it, it's a tough atmosphere. It's a tough game to play, but Calgary's a good team. They've always been a good team for the last, especially the last six seven. years. Well, I years. would say the that's, last ten
1: years they've yeah, been good. They're, so, uh, I mean, they're, they're a, a team that's hard a... to beat
0: no matter when or where yeah, you play. Them. There
1: might be a reason that we've only had one win in ten yeah. years, if that's the true stat. Um, I don't know what it is, um, but at the end of the day you know they've been they've been the top of the league for 10 years since Huff came back and, and he and Dave have been there they've been just great and uh, there's no uh, qualms about that I mean they, they've proven it year in and year out they're they're the most consistent team in our league um, you know they're, they're great at what they do um, are they beatable? Yes. And, uh, you know, it's our jobs to go in there and prove it. But, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a big feat to go down there and, and beat them in their own building, in particular on Labor Day, but we're up for that challenge. You don't
0: get much room for error when you play them on Labor Day, nope, especially. you
1: definitely don't. And uh, they make you earn it. And... Uh, you know, I'm fine with that. I think we're all fine with that. We'd like to beat them at their best. Um, I'd prefer them not to mess it up either. Let us just go out there and battle and play our best, and then let's see who is truly at the end of the day.
0: Uh, challenge for the players. is it, Do you get, as a coach, to get a little more jacked up for these kind of games, these big I'm games? I'm pretty and, and jacked
1: up uh, for every game uh, personally, but uh, no question about it. It's a big game, and uh, I think the emotions run high, and you get excited about it. But the word for the week for us is going to be focus and flush and just be able to do that from one play to the next and um, channel and understand the emotions are going to be there. But your ability to control that and to focus on your job on each and every play from one to however many is important. And that's what we're going to get across to our players this week is to not let their emotions get the best of them, but to play with the supreme focus and be, have the ability that when things don't go right, you just flush it and move on. And um, if we do that, I think we'll like our chances.
0: Did you get anything from their loss to Saskatchewan? Did the Riders do anything that other teams didn't do to them this year? <laughs> well, if we, if you can score on a defense and score score
1: on a special teams touchdown and a defensive touchdown and g- make them fumble inside their five yard line or ten yard line. And we're going to get those three opportunities. And, yeah, I mean, that's, is that a recipe for success to beat Calgary? <laughs> you know, I think that's a recipe to beat anybody, you know, personally. When you don't play well, when you flat out don't play well and you turn over the ball, You're gonna get beat, or when you make mistakes in games, you're generally gonna get beat. So it's too tight in this league. This league is very difficult to win, and if you don't play your best, and you turn over the ball, and you create or you have mistakes, you shouldn't expect to win. I mean, or you should expect a tight ball game, and at the end of the game, anything can happen. So you know, our our ability to go down there and play our brand of football, fast and physical, and uh, focused this week on ourselves do our jobs um and reload every play is going to be important and and i think that'll be a recipe for like i said success on the field
0: you're six and four now second place in the west Uh, you got teams looking at your heels you're trying to stay close to calgary you got pretty much the rest of the way you got your control in your own destiny right there's no question i
1: mean we've got the team ahead of us uh whatever they are three games four games ahead of us they haven't played the extra one um we break it down after this week if we can pick up this victory in the next I mean we're right back in it for first and I think that's a that's not an unrealistic goal uh, it's something that we need to, to, to go about and set out to do and do it um, but we know every, each and every week is gonna be a dog fight it just is and you know that's the reason we prepare the way we do we practice the way we do and and we have the mindset the way our team set up so you know, we're we're a good football team and we got a lot of veteran presence and, you know, we'll be ready to play this one. Best
0: week of the regular season. There's no doubt about it. Jason, thanks very much for your time. Appreciate it. Eskimos and Calgary Stampeders uh, Labor Day one week from today, which means the coach's show next week will be on Tuesday night. We'll be back on Tuesday night next week. 11.30 pregame, 1 o'clock kickoff from McMahon Stadium for the Labor Day Classic on Monday. Back home against uh, the Stampeders for the Eskimos the following Saturday. Uh, get your tickets and all your information at the Eskimos website for that. My name is Morley Scott. I'll see you tomorrow morning 5:30 a.m. on the 6:30 Ched morning news. Have a great night everybody.